Hello everyone, this is Bobbin Threadbear, and welcome back to Fighting in Harmony, a Lancer campaign. Where we last left off, the vanguard of the revolution successfully concluded their mission to Alto on a bit of a mixed note. While they were able to prevent Meganis from assaulting an underground operation, they were unable to take Meganis down directly, instead forcing her to retreat after a certain amount of time because, and I know I'm saying this ex post facto, but still, reinforcements were incoming, and therefore she could not afford to tarry now that her support had fallen away. But with all of that said and done, you have returned to the Jinxing, the Metal Star, the vast underground city that has been built by an NHP and a resource barge come from outer space. And before we do anything else, I think the first thing we should do is level up. You all have achieved license level three, and you may use it on whatever resources you wish. And in addition, you may buy one more bond power. I'm hitting the level up button. I've hit it and done most of it already. Then by all means narrate what you have already done. Uh, okay. Uh, skills, I have added a plus two to take control. Use force, violence, yes, presence of will, or direct action to take control of something. Seems kind of quite useful given that last session I couldn't get something I wanted, and now, hopefully, this time I can. Talents. I wavered between level 2 hunter and level 1 duelist. I have taken level 1 duelist. Partisan. Gain plus 1 accuracy on the first melee attack you make with a main melee weapon on your turn. So, my plan as ever is to get in close and hit people, and now I can hit just that little bit better. Mech skills, I have increased, I've wavered between agility and engineering. I have picked engineering, which gives me extra heat capacity, because I fly everywhere. I have unlocked the- Not gonna be the fastest boy. I can teleport, and I move when I attack people in certain ways, so I'll still be the fastest, don't you worry. Change my, change my mind now. Fuck you. Taking the level three agility. <laughs> All right. Here's the big question: Where are you spending your third license level, and what core bonus are you getting? Because at license level three, everybody gets a core bonus. These are handed out by manufacturers, but not attached to any particular mech. Instead, they are little gifts that pilots get to keep for themselves forever. I am going to be a basic bitch and stick with the Morning Cloak, which is now license level 3, granting me a variable sword and a Fade Cloak, which makes me intangible as a quick action. It's hard to then become intangible again. In terms of core bonuses, I need to ask you a question, Bobbin. All theatre movement sweep. You may choose to count any and all of your movement as flying. However, you take plus, 
However, you take one heat at the end of each of your turns in which you fly this way. The usual flight rules, I believe, if you stay flying, you, you take certain things. Does that kind of... Does the stack or override, or do you know? It overrides. You do not need to spend any of your system points on a flight system, because your core bonus lets you fly in any mech. In that case, that's absolutely going to make me an absolute shithouse, so let's do that. There we go. The pilot record is updated. Uh, I'm going to muck around my robot now. Yep. It is very deliberately better than any of the basic flight systems. Well, far be it from me to disagree with you. Um, as I say, I'm going to do robot things so someone else can go now. Well, at the moment, we're all doing level up stuff, so no need to worry. So who else wants to go? Who else has things settled out? I am ready to go. I did most of it after such last time. I just forgot that we got another bond power, so I just chose that real quick right now. Oh, I did forget about the bond power. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we should all be getting a bond power, too. I'll do that. That's what I'm selecting right now. So I added another two points to lead or inspire. So that is also at plus six. As far as my bond goes, I chose uh, slip, which is I can instantly disappear from sight and reappear somewhere within 10 meters or so. You don't have to be able to see where you're going. So that'll come in real handy when I inevitably get uh, accosted by the secret police again. Yes, the downside is that you can only do this twice per session. Yeah. As far as other stuff goes, uh, the license I chose was the third level of the Horus Gorgon. I'll go into that in a little bit. For my mech skills, I upped my systems to three. For my core bonus, I chose Lesson of the Held Mage, which once per round as a reaction, the triggers any allied character starts their turn, and the effect is I can make a lock-on action against any character within line of sight and sensors. So basically, I can just say, fuck you, I lock on to you, and other people can use that. Right, and just just to be clear, uh, lesson of the what? Held image. Okay, because I, I heard you say mage the oh, first time. Maybe I said mage, but it is, it is lesson of the held image. Yes. I chose for my talents a uh, hacker level two, which gives me jam cockpit, disable life support, and I'm not sure. Hack and slash, essentially, as options for invading systems. And what the Horus Gorgon 3, license level three, gives me is a Skillia class NHP AI, which I have already installed into my into my Gorgon, and also a Vorpal Gun, which is cool. The Vorpal Gun, I can't use it normally. I can only use it as a reaction. The trigger is a hostile character within range of the Vorpal Gun and line of sight deals damage to an allied character. I just basically get to make a free attack against that person, and the Vorpal Gun does 2d6 damage. And I have a lot of reaction-based stuff now, which is fine because the gorgon lets me get two reactions a turn instead of one yes worth noting that the downsides of the vorpal gun are that it is a once per reaction weapon normally and its range is only five 
Yeah. I have to be real close. P.S. Do not do not stare directly into the aperture. Yeah. But if people are sticking, hanging around me and using me for cover anyway, they'll be within range of, well, no, maybe not the enemy, but the, but other things will be within range five at least. Yes. And incidentally, getting the Skyla NHP gives you access to Unleash Skyla. It costs you two heat and one quick action, but you get two special reactions that allow you to skirmish when yes. one of two things happens. That is, a hostile character makes an attack against you or an allied character within three range of you, or a hostile character attempts to attack or un interact with an object chosen when you take Unleash Skyla and within line of sight. Characters are aware of the object chosen. Yes, and the other downside to this is that uh, the skirmish damage only deals, does half damage, whether it be uh, heat or burn or just normal damage. It's all, it's all halved, but I can do it twice around as a reaction. So in theory, I can make up to three reactions in a turn. Of this specific thing? No, because this, the reaction is twice per round, so I can do that two times around, and then I can do that counts as one reaction and then I can do another completely different action as a reaction because I get two reactions a, a turn as just being in a Gorgon that's one of my frame traits right I believe my point is that you don't actually have a limit on the number of reactions you have it's just that every reaction has a number of limits has a limited number of times you can invoke one. Oh, okay Okay. <laughs> I can loot that. But yes, I believe uh, according to the text, you can choose either deal the damage in heat or deal the damage in burn. Hmm. So half damage, but both of them are very effective types of damage. Yes. Namtab, I don't believe you mentioned which bond power you're taking. Have you decided yet? I have. I'm going to take... Um... Wavering between a few, I'm going to take the Clockmaker. Uh, gain increased effect on all project clocks and plus one accuracy on all skill checks to progress them. Nice. I will note that project clock refers to a specific kind of clock and not all clocks in general. Okay. Uh, I also need to figure out what to do with uh, my burdens. I need to add a burden. So Johnny can't, like, whip out a grandfather clock? I mean, he could, but I don't think that would necessarily help him but yeah project clocks are sort of the um, they're mainly the long-term downtime activity clocks cool in that case i don't like it i'm taking comfort then but it does include stuff like get organized which you did last time okay fine fine i'll take it <laughs> but it comes with a free frogger and so essentially what this means is that if you have some sort of overarching but concrete goal for what you want your organization to accomplish then uh, you will basically get plus one segment and plus one accuracy die when uh, trying to accomplish it mm -hmm. yeah and as mentioned because I hit max stress in the last session I was in I've got to take on a burden which has a clock of four no no we, we discussed this mm -hmm. you reached eight which is not enough to actually trigger it, no matter what ComCon tells you. Okay, in that case, I'm ignoring it. Done. 
However, you do only restore five of your stress points during downtime. So you're, you are down to three. Okay, done. Excellent. And I've rebuilt my robot. It's much better now. That's a sword. All right. Eight, cat. What if you made a really big grenade with swords on it? How about you two? Abe, do you want to go or shall I? Because I actually just finished up. I can go. Okay. I did all my shit at the end of last session. But uh, So, for my level up, for uh, my triggers, I put plus two into Axine or I'm heard, so I'm at plus four with that now. For my bond, uh, I took pounce. You take an action before any NPCs have the chance to act, giving you a free roll. Hostile NPCs can't deal harm or consequences to you as part of this roll. They're too slow, although you can still fail or suffer other consequences normally. Once per session. Once per session, yes. I took one engineering as my mech skill because I need the extra heat now for reasons. Of course, took a license level three in SSC. That rhymed. And getting that rail gun, are we? Oh, I'm I am taking the rail gun. Yeah. So as the core bonus, I took a Ghost Weave, an upscaled version of the same systems found in SSCs within uh, Anopoli. I think I pronounced that right, but I probably didn't. Mithimna. Mithimna Anopoli. Panoply. 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 Okay. Anyway, I can be invisible now because apparently being invisible is pretty damn useful. Indeed. During your turn, you are invisible. If you take no actions on your turn other than your standard move, hide, and boost, you remain invisible until the start of your next turn. You immediately cease to be invisible when you take free action. To synchronize with this, I took a second level of Infiltrator. So now I have Ambush. When you start your turn hidden, the first attack roll of any type that you make sends your target reeling on a hit. Your target must succeed on a hull save or become slowed, impaired, or un and unable to take reactions until the, until the next turn. And other fun little things I can do. Uh, as Bobbin said, I took the railgun as my new heavy weapon. It does not have to reload anymore but I take two heat every time I fire it, and it still has ordnance and armor piercing. And it deals... Uh, 1d6 plus 4 kinetic damage at a range of 20. In a line of 20. Be careful where you're aiming that thing. Oh, that is a difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to be clear, that will hit everything between you and the end of a 20 space line. You'll have to roll an attack on every possible thing it could hit, but you will have to roll an attack on everything between you and the end of that line. That's going to be... I can see that being a benefit and a, and a burden, depending on the situation. I'm good. You can shoot me. It's no big deal. Indeed. I mean, it's 1d6 plus 4 damage, and it's armor piercing, so... Oh, Ooh. oh, well, <laughs> maybe not. I will simply <laughs> just be intangible. It'll be fine. Never yeah. mind. I, w I won't exist. And I got a new piece of equipment. I had to lose my um, customization for this, 
but I took a kinetic compensator. When you miss with a ranged attack roll, your next ranged attack roll gains plus one accuracy. So that's about it. I think I'm, I don't think I'm missing anything. Yeah, and just to be clear, the uh, SSC core bonus is a bit less impressive compared to the ultra invisibility power because yeah, the ultra invisibility power allows you to remain invisible in perpetuity, whereas Ghost Weave allows you to consider being invisible on a turn. Yeah, but I get a nice little bonus when I stop being invisible. Well, when you stop hiding. Yeah. Those are two different things we did discover. But on the other hand, you can use hide as your first quick action. Yeah. I think hide just does not just Hold on, does that not just become... No, invisible means that, among other things, you can hide anywhere. Right, but how does... How do I actually, like... Is that just a thing I turn on, or is it just... Do I have to trigger with hide? How does that actually work? Uh, invisible triggers at the start of every one of your turns, and if you do anything other than move, boost, or hide, then it turns off. Okay. But if you are invisible, you can hide immediately as a quick action and then burst out of hide and take advantage of your skill. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's not something that will protect you quite as thoroughly from uh, being fired upon as McGannis was protected, but it is still very exploitable and you are well on your way to doing so. It's a powerful tool for a sniper. I really didn't. I didn't know about the line thing when I took that. That's uh, that's interesting. Interesting. Yes. Good word for it. But yeah, so I took engineering to get myself some extra room with heat. Yeah. But basically, instead of having to, you know, reload a gun after each shot, now I just have to reload like every three shots. Effectively, but yeah. Reload, I mean, disperse my heat, which is the same action, I think. It is. Different parts of the same action. As it is, that brings us back to Cat. Okay, so, level three. I have put another license level into Harrison Armory. And now I have Tokugawa level three. So, core bonus for that, I have taken Superior by Design. I am immune to the impaired condition, and my heat cap increases by two. Pretty good, considering th the thing that I got on Tokugawa 3 is going to give me a lot of heat when I use it. Yes. Uh, but we'll get to that. Talent, I took level 3 exemplar. I now have to the death. Uh, this plays off of my exemplar's mark. As a free action, when you mark a character, which again happens when I attack a hostile character within range three, and I can put the mark on whether or not I hit. When I mark a character with my exemplar's mark, I can challenge them in a duel to the death. Both the character that I mark and I receive three difficulty on all attacks against characters or objects that aren't each other until either the end of the current scene or one of us is destroyed. 
if they do anything that includes an attack roll against me, hit or miss, this breaks to the death for them until my turn starts next. So if they uh, do a barrage, for example, I have to be the first one they attack unless they want the three difficulty. Uh, also, while to the death is active, I cannot voluntarily move away from the marked character. And instead of ending at the end of my next turn, the mark lasts until one of us dies or the scene ends. And I can't put new marks on until one of us dies or the scene ends. This is the most personal talent. <laughs> put my new mech skill point into agility, so now I have five agility. I am keeping up on being very fast. I have no new weapons. What I do have is two new systems, one of which I'm not going to equip right now. I will talk about it if and when I do equip it. But the one that I am putting on, which I'm having to get rid of my external batteries for, which, you know, it makes the range of all of my weapons worse, but it does incentivize getting me within range three of things so I can have everything happen. Uh, is my Lucifer class an HP? I have an AI. It wants me to fight. Like, capital F, fight. It wants me to be up their nose, dealing damage all the time. And it comes with a two-use protocol. Yes, it has limited two, and it is a protocol. I can spend one of those charges for the following effect. Your next ranged or melee attack this turn gets bonus damage on hit equal to your current heat after the protocol is activated, as long as the weapon deals any energy. And the reason why it specifies after activating this protocol is because using the protocol gives me 1d3 plus 3 heat. So at least that much damage. Yes. I'm getting at least 4 heat on them, assuming I my deep well heat sinks are not active. Uh, however, that does continue to stack with my core traits that will turn energy damage into burn if I'm in the danger zone. So I can get heat, enter the danger zone, and then deal a huge amount of burn damage to them. Uh, what else, what else, what else? Is there anything I am forgetting besides my new bond power? I don't think so. So instead, we'll just talk about my new bond power, which is Force of Will. It is a once-per-session ability, and it reads, Command someone to flee, stop and drop what they're holding, or come to you. They must do so. If the GM decides they are too strong-willed for this to work on them, regain your use of this ability and clear one stress. So... If it would make things too easy, you will at least get personal benefits and another chance to use it. 
I also get an upgrade to a skill trigger. I am putting an additional level into patch. Apply medical knowledge to medicate or diagnose. That is now at a plus four. All right. And unfortunately, Claire was not able to join us once again. So she will not be going through her level up stuff in this session, which means the next thing to work on is the lingering downtime actions from last time. One of you needs to update your organization, see how it's been doing since uh, last time. And another one of you needs to buy some more time. Am I one of those people? Because if so, I don't uh, Namtab is the organization. I am the other thing. I'm a network of criminals and terrorists. Indeed. Uh, do you want to go first, Cap? Now you take it. I'm doing fucking character sheet stuff. Okay, I guess in my downtime, I go to. I go home. Yeah, that's where I set up the organization. Home. Still not named it. Maybe they can come up with a name. Twerkopia. Twerkopia, perfect. There we go. Put it on the comcom. I will say that this is not your official downtime action of this mission. This is something that just happens because you've set up this organization. I think I need to do a roll. You are free to use any skill trigger you like, whatever seems most appropriate for your uh, organization role. I just have to roll the d20. Right, and add whatever skill trigger you think most applies to your organization talents. No. No, it's just a d20, apparently, because it's a, it's a set roll. On the other hand, it does specify 20 or above, so it is expecting you to add something. All right. I'll, I'll let you let me cheat. In that case, we're going to roll... Um, Assault's always a good terrorist roll. 22, there we go. Alright, your organization improves by 2 efficiency and 2 influence. Maximum is plus 6, same as any other sort of pilot trigger. Okay, in that case, uh, it's a bit weird for me to put too much into influence all at once, so we're plus 2 influence and we're now plus 4 efficiency. We're a very efficient we're very efficient at terrorism, but not that big yet. We haven't caught on. We're not cool. We're not. We're not there with the kids. The kids have not caught on to the cool, cool crime of um, terrorism against the government. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing with this criminal network yet, but I have it. And I guess any time I strike against the, uh... oh, it adds to my skill checks. Never mind. Cool. I, I, I guess I'll call on them um, when we actually know what the next mission is. Yeah, when your organization directly assists with an activity, you may add either its efficiency or influence as a statistic bonus to your skill check. And this does stack with triggers. Hmm. Uh, so organizing, organization type is down as criminal, and the purpose, goal, and organization details is terrorism mostly, according to my notes. Sweet, cool. That's done. All right. And yeah, so uh, basically with this new system in place, instead of a standard downtime activity, or perhaps in addition to one, you can essentially start up a project. 
and start working on that as some large-scale, long-term concept that you want to uh, complete that would potentially give you a mechanical or story-based benefit. Perhaps the first project that you could get started on is infiltrating the rest of the planet so that you can more reliably call upon your organization's bonuses in the future. Yeah, that sounds good. We need we need to grow the organization. We need to spread it. And mechanically, what I'll do is when we know where we're going next, I would direct them to begin infiltrating that particular place because it's still only influenced two, which means that which means their size is still quite small. It's slightly larger than a local network, but it's still not. Its size is probably in maybe the low hundreds rather than rather than the thousands, so it still needs directing to a place. I will say that that is two on a scale of six mm. in units of two. So I wouldn't rely on the numbers specifically so much as just what I mentioned before. Like, if you want to make full use of this asset, then start yourself a project clock and get working on it. And when it's complete, then your organization will be big and far-reaching. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll do that then. My project clock is going to be um, is going to be est establish international presence. Indeed, and I believe I will have that clock be eight segments in size. Okay, but while you are settling that out, we should also settle how much more time Dalton can buy. As I recall, you got the sort of middle response last time, so now if you want to continue to buy time, you need to roll a 20 or better. Okay. So... Uh, unfortunately, I don't think... do not think the DM will allow me to use my plus 6, and also the plus 4 that I have definitely doesn't apply. So... Yep. I, don't I believe your tactic last time was intentionally starting a flame war online to distract people away from the evidence doom posting but yes doom scrolling guess in this case it'll be get a hold of something i'll have to be getting a hold of getting a hold of a safe place resources to stay out of uh the eyes of people who are above lower nobles, mid-range nobles. Alright, I'm going to click the roll button and probably die instantly. We shall see. Yeah, that's 15. Which, sadly, on the second roll is not quite enough. Yeah. You can only buy a little time and only if drastic measures are taken right now. For this case, I'm going to say this drastic action means severing yourself from your family. If you take full responsibility for your actions and repudiate your family in the process, they will not suffer consequences for your actions. So I have to go public. I have to deliver like a public message. In which you forsake your family, yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Oh. I mean, okay, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. I don't, you know, fucking, it has been, 
It has been the destiny of the first child of every generation of this family to die in service to others, to sacrifice in the most meaningful way. So I'm not going to break that. If I have to excommunicate myself from the Armand family, to see this through, to learn the truths that I need to learn, to ensure that what is right is done, then so be it. I will release a message to whatever platforms will best receive and propagate it, stating that I am Jean-Luc Armand. I have learned that the project of the Hegemony's expansion and maintenance is one of injustice, of one of destruction, of one of death without true nobility, one that empowers uh, the weak of mind and spirit, and that I have no choice but to see that it is torn down. The degree to which I personally believe that is still up in the air, but if nothing else, I am going to say it with my whole chest, such that it's not gonna look great for my family to have their eldest son feel these things and do these things, but at the very least, they will not be held responsible for it. Speaking of which, you do need to include as part of your speech just a mention that uh, my family is unaware of my actions, and in order to freely perform this divine duty to which I have been appointed, I must sever all ties from them or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Incidentally, Demo is also perfectly willing to set you up with a custom backdrop and soundtrack should you wish to take advantage of these additions. I don't know any other way to do things than with my whole ass, so yes. She does mention that she has a, uh, a historical list of flags and other insignias used by pre-hegemony states on the planet. See, the, the kinds of people who would cause problems for my family, I think, would also be the kinds of people who know the Union exists, so I would probably want to fly the Union Jack, or whatever the name would be for it. Probably not that. Unless Demu advises me that it would be a bad idea to tip that I am part of that at this juncture. Hmm. I'm honestly not sure how that would go. Like, obviously, if there is any video evidence of what I've done on the battlefield so far, they know I'm rolling with off-planet mech designs. The Harrison Armory Tokugawa is not a thing that is produced on Delphi. Yes. Certainly not as is, at any rate. So, yes. Uh, 
the information the video you present is scrubbed of any sort of locational data and the artificial backdrop certainly doesn't give anything away so yeah galactic union flag i think would be permitted i'm sure they've also got their own patriotic music and such as well i think at this point i'll wind up telling everybody well connor and alan already know what my real name is because we went through basic training together and i'll tell them that they can go back to calling me that but i will properly introduce myself to johnny alpha huh i am telling you that dalton coriance is not my real name oh my god and what is your real name jean-luc jean-luc armand hi i'm johnny yes we've met sort of I've been running under a different name to protect my family, and unfortunately, that ruse has run its course, so there's no point anymore. So, question out of character. Are you going to be going back to your old call sign, or are you going to stick with coin flip? I'm going to think about it. I'm definitely going to be going back to my regular name, my real right. name, but I don't know about the call sign yet. Johnny has nothing else to say. <laughs> okay. Surprised you're not like asking about why does your family need protection? Bring the fact that I'm a noble out of me. Because I don't know you're a noble in character, and my character knows that we are fundamentally terrorists, so he can understand not using your real name. Johnny likes dancing, swords, and explosions, and you are neither of those three right now. <laughs> okay. Ultimately, it's nice to know that you trust him enough, but it's not really anything he cares about. And you probably don't want to tell him you're a noble. Eh, definitely not yet. The truth will out eventually. Mm. But until then, now that old business is concluded, the next step is... Real quick, before we move on to the next step, uh, I do get a reserve off of that. Reserve? So from buy some time, you can use that distraction or bot time as reserves for the next mission. I see what you mean. All right. In that case, I believe the uh, most appropriate resource to give you is from the resource list. Yeah. I'll give you the reputation resource. Your declaration has gone public and in certain quarters will get you a great deal of sympathy and therefore good first impressions with the locals right then so next step is the mission briefing from whatever corners of the base or the planet that you are on you are called back into a mission briefing room by Demu who in her typical way appears as an entirely green humanoid construct on one of the uh, wall displays of the mission briefing room. Once you've all sat down, chatted or whatnot, she bows to you and says, 
Welcome back, Vanguard. For today's mission, I believe that it is in everyone's interest, now that Soprano and Alto have been liberated, to focus on perhaps the most immediate danger that is threatening to fall upon Delphi. And that is the wind wall of Baritone. And what she does not need to explain to you, as you are all natives of this planet, is that Baritone is a large semi-tropical island that has been set up by the divine ancestors, or as you understand now, the original terraformers of the planet to essentially be the bread box of the planet. While there are grains and other agricultural goods produced on Soprano, and to a lesser extent on or around Alto, Baritone is entirely devoted from one edge of the island to the other to agriculture and agricultural products. The way they are able to do this is because of the wind wall, a two-mile-high semi-permeable wall that is able to allow air, wind, and moisture in or to uh, prevent it from crossing the barrier, either inward or outward, depending on the current situation, how much water is currently required in the various parts of the island. And because of this immense control over the weather, the island is actually able to sustain constant growth cycles of an immense variety of plant and animal life. The kinds of plants and animals that normally would require completely different biomes and climates to grow can all grow simultaneously year-round on baritone out in the air. No greenhouses or hydroponics required. So I'm kind of imagining like a big dam but for wind instead of water? Something like that. But like I said, it's also semi-permeable. Right. And so it's when you see it, it's a bit more like a shimmering cloth. Okay, all right. That is being held aloft by certain hard points in the sky that are perpetually hovering in the air. Okay. Image successfully painted. Is it one single unit that domes the entire island, or are there multiple wind walls? It is not a dome. It does not meet at the center. It is entirely vertical but it does surround the entire island, aside from a bit of the coastline, which is used basically for shipping, ferrying people back and forth. There's a certain amount of human development built up around the edges. But that semi-permeability means that it's actually fairly easy for humans and human-sized machinery to move through the wall without damaging it. 
And so Demu continues, I have been monitoring the wall for as long as I've been present on the planet, and it is in bad shape. The hegemony supervisors have consistently cut the maintenance and inspection budgets, and the hard points that support it are ready to fall at any time at this point. And when it does, the controlled climate of the island will be ruined. An immense amount of food and other products will be destroyed just as soon as the next hurricane finds it. And a vast famine will grip the planet. So we probably not let that happen. That would be in your best interest, yes. I'm inclined to agree. I don't think it's going to be so simple as putting on a maintenance uniform and walking in, though. There goes my idea. I should mention that I have previously uh, done my best to mitigate the coming disaster. The wind wall, while quite the achievement in human technology is not the only one of its kind. There are similar objects scattered on other Union worlds, and so I have distributed the proper maintenance and other technological blueprints used in its construction on the local networks to no avail. It would seem that the nobles of Treble are aware of the coming famine, and rather than fixing the old technology, have decided to invest in hydroponics greenhouses that will supply their own families and precious few outside. As a matter of fact, by controlling a large percentage of the food market, they seem to be planning to to uh, provide food for extortionate prices and profit off of the death and misery of others. Quietly, I grimace and pinch the bridge of my nose. And I will add that Jean-Luc is recalling how an uncle of his bought a uh, hydroponic business a while back for what seemed like a stupidly high price at the time, to which your uncle explained himself as investing in the future. Weed. <laughs> Just a very low... Ellen just looks at John Luke, doesn't really say anything, just like, hmm. So what do we need to do to fix the wall? I'm glad you asked. For this mission, I have provided you once again with two objectives. First of all, you must overthrow, coup, or in some other way, remove the current sister administrator, Penelope Agrotisa. To a murder, yeah. And then just looks at Johnny. She is currently the one in charge of setting 
maintenance and inspection cycles, sourcing parts for the wall and for other projects on the island, and therefore, so long as she remains in charge, the needed repairs will not happen. What are, what are the needed repairs there? Well, she can just flash on the wall a whole bunch of very technical specs. Johnny looks carefully at the technical specs. And while that's happening, she continues. Your second objective is to create a secure supply line to the farming technicians of Baritone so that they may have the needed parts and information that will allow them to bring the wall back up to its peak effectiveness. However, I am worried about the lack of worker leadership on the island. Penelope has been very efficient in her crushing of worker organization. We may need to import a leader from elsewhere to take this position and ensure that the wall is repaired in time. And as she says this, a list of candidates appears on the wall next to her. They include Juanito Maez, Jim Sorkin, Alice Bullworth, who, as a sergeant, does actually have leadership experience. Marina Baker, Roughhouse. And also Jeremy Blakeson. Just as a quick reminder, Juanito Maez was the charismatic uh, leader of the Soprano Resistance. My and everybody's boyfriend. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) And so while he has the ability to generate enthusiasm, he is not the best at making leadership decisions. Jim Sorkin is the strategic option for Soprano and is essentially the opposite. He is very intelligent, highly technical-minded, but in exchange has very little competence with working with other human beings. Genius man. Black hole of charisma. Something like that. Hindenburg of walking into our room. <laughs> Alice Bullworth is the pilot you recruited very recently. As mentioned, she has some leadership experience as a non-commissioned officer, and she has technical experience being a mech pilot, but not too much of both, and she only put her name on this list, volunteered for it, because repairing the wall will require a lot of precision flight. Marina Baker, since you went with Killjoy as the overall leader of the Alto Underground, is available for this mission. Obviously, she has strong leadership and organizational capabilities, given that she is the leader of an underground cell. But she has had no formal education, and she does tend to make rash decisions. Last option, Jeremy Blakeson, Alan's brother, good with people, good with underground organization, but no particular leadership experience. And that's what you've got. Unless you've come up with some other option. I assume it's also 
an option to keep our eyes out on the people living there to see if there's a viable cancer internally. It is certainly possible, but highly unlikely. There are no actual baritone locals. One of the uh, ways that Penelope keeps the workers under control is by importing all of them from abroad. Essentially, every worker on Baritone is a migrant worker. And I will say that, Johnny, you have some understanding of this, coming from a farming community. You have some friends or uh, extended family members who have gone out for a term on Baltimore. Or, Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> Baritone. Say what? <laughs> that pippy. Yeah. Yeah. The great agricultural swamp that is Maryland. Baltimore. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, you baritone. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so all of baritone's population is sourced from the other islands. Very few of them, aside from the administration, comes from treble, naturally. But uh, yeah, coming from a farming community, Johnny, you have had friends, maybe some extended family members, who have gone to baritone for a term or two and uh, they come back with a fairly sizable amount of wealth relative to the community, but nothing really good to say about their time on the island. Okay, then it wouldn't be me asking about the internal candidates, then. Because I would know that. See, I'm just thinking about if it's viable to appoint, like, two of these people. Yeah, if we forget the, forget the, uh, the charisma black hole and the and the himbos working together. What if they did the fusion dance? That's fair. They banned that in galactic lore. Ah. See, I was thinking Sorkin and Blakeson. What I've been doing while the computer's been chatting in the background. So we've got technical specs and, uh, and presumably uh, there's like readings of the current situation. What I'm trying to determine is if there's anything that looks urgent or whether it's just more a case of whether it's sort of managed decline or whether there's something that's going to go boom in the near future all right well i believe the first thing you asked for were basic technical specs so you you do have to request uh can i see uh what the inspections are showing about the current wind wall and you can switch to that and i'd say a skill roll of some sort would be called for here uh, well, that would be my hack and fix. Fair enough. Or hack or fix, because I'm the team's engineer somehow, and that's a five. <laughs> I'm the team's engineer. Ah, no, he says, about computers. I, I know. Rolling all a about one. Computers. I will say this. This is the computer box that makes the dance tunes come out. I will say this. The issue here is not necessarily with your own technical competence this time. The issue is with the sparsity of the technical reports provided. As I've mentioned, inspection quantity and quality has gone down in recent years for a significant period of time. And so while you get the impression that everything is looking much more worn and torn than it than in earlier inspection records, you will have no way of knowing just how bad things are getting 
unless you get out there and inspect one of these hard points for yourself. Okay, um, I guess what I do is I say, there's not, there's not enough data here to know if this thing's going to go boom anytime soon um, or how much time we have. We should probably check. That's a surprisingly good observation. If you have the opportunity to do so, then by all means, I would encourage it. But I'm afraid that simply flying up to a hard point and trying to inspect or fix it would get you the attention of baritone security forces. Yeah. There are ways around that. Hard hats and clipboards. I was thinking more of along the lines of drones, but we could put the drones in hard hats and have them carry little clipboards. <laughs> the thing is, um, well, I can, I can only talk about the auto farms, but what used to happen with them is that they'd sort of get a couple of minor issues, no big deal, and then if we didn't maintain them, then they'd just build up issues until if eventually one issue caused a cascade. It was quite annoying, so that's why we had to check regularly. Demonards, yes. In this, the wind wall is no different. I admit that with the lack of inspections, my own estimate may be far off, but based on the performance of other wind walls that in many cases have also been neglected, my best estimate is that a planetary disaster is right around the corner. Uh, I know people working there, so we should check. Indeed, and the goal of this mission is to make sure that the entire population of the island is able to check and repair the wind wall as fast as possible. Yeah, whoever's updating the mission just add an objective to have a look at the specs when we get a chance. Alright, so we really still haven't decided uh, who we're picking, either. Well, is that something we have to decide now? It seems to me that we can still see what we're working with on the island and then make a decision based on the conditions on the ground. The sooner you make a decision about a leader, the sooner we can bring that leader to the island and help them establish a foothold. Perhaps you may find someone there who can step into a leadership role, but having someone we are confident in would certainly be a, uh, a good first step. And in this mission, uh, speed is important. All right, so I think in order to expedite this whole process, we each nominate one person we would pick and one person we definitely wouldn't, and then we pull that all together and see which names come out on top or bottom, respectively. Ranked voting. Remind me, out of character, have has anybody except Alan met Jeremy? Was he our escort into the center? The kind of gruff yes, he was. Dude? Yeah, we all, we all met. We had a drink. We were at the bar and everything. Yes, Alan met Jeremy early. Then all of you met Jeremy. Then all of you with Jeremy went into the interior of Alto. Yeah, I was just trying to remember if we'd ever actually encountered the guy 
uh, at all. And then I was like, oh, wait, there was that guy. Was that Jeremy? Yes, you have, in fact, spent several days with him. A couple of weeks, in fact. Okay. Which was the one that has, like, the the, like, the temper problem, the brass decisions? Roughhouse. That is Roughhouse. Right. Okay, so that's my don't. Same. So, Roughhouse was the pilot. Uh, not the flying pilot. She's the cell leader. That's Alice, who is my yes. I'm formally nominating Alice, and I'm formally recommending against Marina. So, my vote against is uh, Sorkin, mostly because I've worked with managers who are a black hole of charisma and let me tell you it doesn't matter how competent they are if they can't get you motivated you're going to suffer I speak from a personal experience my yes was honestly going to be um, the one you just said Abe the, the, the one Alice? who yes Alice the one who can fly which would be pretty useful that's three fights for Alice, then, because I'm for Alice and against Juanito. I'm not sure Alice can be defeated in a four-person vote at this point. Yeah, but that's... We're picking two. Oh, are we? Yeah. I would like to pick two. I thought we were picking two. I think that we should appoint two people to cover each other's weaknesses. Well, the, the issue there is that the two people need to have a certain amount of chemistry together. Otherwise, they're going to pull each other apart instead. As I remember, yeah. Jim and Juanito canonically do not like each other. Mm-hmm. Well, Jim is just hard to like in general. Yeah. The other thing is that Alice's only real qualification is that she's good at flying and the hard points are up in the air. She does have basic combat training. She's got a little bit of leadership experience given her military rank, but we don't know how well that translates into, like, leading maintenance workers. Johnny's sole thought process is she can fly the... she can fly robots, therefore the best pick. Anyway, I haven't said it out loud, but I did type it up. Yeah, you're, you're for Jim plus Jeremy and against Marina, so... say vote-wise, that's Alice plus three, Jim, Jeremy plus one, Juanito minus one, and Roughhouse, I think, minus three. Yes, that's how I've got it recorded. Also, Jim's got a, got a down vote as well. Okay. So, Alice and Jeremy? Unless everybody else wants to start giving an extra plus somewhere. What if we have one person in the field and one person on like communications yeah that's that was the idea of Jim and Jeremy Jim Sorkin the black hole of personality who can organize human resources very efficiently will sit in a room and move figures around to distribute the labor and then Jeremy will talk to the humans and get them to do things I mean, I'm all for concentrating power in Alice in character, but... It's a sort of the classic uh, captain and executive officer setup. Yeah, precisely, precisely. All right. I'm fine if the executive officer is Alice. Alice. She might 
actually wind up being a better executive officer by dint of the fact that she can be up close and personal with the hard points in a way Jeremy might not be comfortable with. So Alice does not have any real big downsides, but she doesn't have any real huge positives either, other than... Her downside is that she has basically no technical knowledge. No, she does have technical knowledge. She she operates a mech. She's inexperienced is the biggest downside she has. But the, the thing about Alice, the very pertinent thing about Alice is I know that I can beat her in robot fights. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. That's also how he decides who he dates. <laughs> so, only the woman who can defeat him can no, if no, we John... claim him as her husband. No, no, Johnny <laughs> fucks. It's just not a thing that comes up. Johnny fucks up. up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Johnny fucks. Uh, oh, all right, so yeah, Johnny fucks so up. I'm, I'm glad we agree. <laughs> I'm good with Jim as captain and Alice as executive officer, but. Bobbin is correct. We do need to put them in a room together and see if they're capable of actually collaborating. I don't think Jim's capable of collaborating with anybody. I got on with him just fine. Jim just wants to play Warhammer, was I? Yeah, he did have a circle of friends who joined him in his wing of the insurrection. Yeah, you know, Jim records a podcast once a week. Alright, I'm not opposed to Alice and Jim. Yeah, I mean, if if we're going with he's moving pieces around while she does, like, the actual, like, talking to the people, heavy lifting. Alice and Jim is fine, in which case my no vote would then go to Juanito. You just want your boyfriend to stay at the base. The voting is not formal, so you don't need to move them around now that you've come to a consensus. We can pretend that this is, like, happening in-universe. I mean, it, it sounds like the consensus, then, is that we want two people, and those two people are going to be Alice and Jim in some order. Providing yeah. they can work together. Yeah. And if not, then it's Alice all the way. So, Alice is going to be here at the Metal Star already. There does need to come a point where we do some fucking medicine on her to correct her fucked up spinal column. Nah, she's fine. <laughs> she's definitely not. She literally cannot even fly right now or she will die. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, is, that is kind of... This whole thing about putting her in power is kind of contingent on us successfully providing her with medical attention. Nah, she'll be fine. She didn't need to fly. Get a new spine out of there. I will say that the medical attention... The medical attention has been happening in the background, and we will be getting a scene with her moving forward. But I wanted to get the uh, get the mission briefing and objectives out of the way first, so that you know where to direct your attention with the downtime activities. Yes, got it. Two thirty a.m. We need to do downtime stuff at some point. Indeed. All right, so we'll pretend that whole past ten something minutes has been diegetic, and that. In game, in universe, we have come to the conclusion that, if possible, Alice and Jim working as two sides of a coin would be the best possible. Would be our best choice. Yes, and incidentally, Mission Three's code name is Operation Juan's Trickery. Oh, Juan's gonna betray us! Oh no! 
Juan's gonna do sick magician shit, and it's gonna be cool. Incidentally, Juan is another name for crow in Aboriginal Australian language, and it is... Why do you know that? Because I looked it up. Because the internet? Because I am going with the theme on Operation Names, and they are all mythological birds. But yes, fun fact. Juan, crow, stole fire and gave it to the people. Not intentionally, but uh, he did. Humans like to make the Juan sound. Food. Shows up a lot. It's the loneliest number. I get that it's spelled completely differently. Alright, so we will instruct Demu to bring Jim to the Metal Star. Put the two in the room together and see how well they function. How will we attract the nerd to the big spaceship? I just get the feeling that Jim's gonna get the most obnoxious crush on Alice. No, worse, Demu. <laughs> well, you make a good point. Why do I say things? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, need to do things, not just joke. Yes. So now that your mission has been set, I believe the next step is going to be contacting your corporate overlords manufacturer representatives same thing now, what did I say <laughs> yeah we're looking forward to this it's finally time to get some fucked up genetic modification going on yeah although I think I'll start things out with the question Jean-Luc do you submit your combat footage this time I do in that case, it's not long before you get a response from your representative. This time, she appears to be in some sort of massage room. You can see this sort of plush cushion ring framing her head because uh, whatever sort of phone or speaking device she has is uh, in her hand as she is lying down actively getting massaged by someone you can just sort of occasionally see over her shoulder and uh, as it flips on and you uh, see each other she uh, says well hi there handsome glad to see you're finally getting with the program this is like two-way video feed yeah yes okay so uh, completely breaking with all prior interactions I smile magnanimously and spread my hands well our targets this time were a, a disreputable bunch of guns for hire i have much less compunction about their deaths than any other well, however you want to justify it to yourself it's fine with me you just need the footage and uh, got some good shots this time. So, uh, what are you up to next? Think you're going to go up against some more disreprobates or whatever you called them? It's unclear. As far as we are aware, there uh, may not be much military presence this time. Well, if you do happen to run into something, I've prepared a deal for you. 
fold my arm sling back a little bit. I'm listening. According to our data here, you've accessed license three for our Tokugawa frame and installed Lucifer. Fun fellow that one is. But you haven't put on a plasma gauntlet, which is the other thing we offer for that level. Is there a reason for that, or...? My current evaluation is that it would overtax my frame's systems. It would require the, um... I'm finding I'm rather fond of the Deepwell heat sink, and I don't think I could do both at the same time. Well, I'll tell you what. We can help with that. Got a special uh, frame optimization. Oh, oh yeah, right there. Mm. Sorry. Uh, got a special frame optimization for the Tokugawa, specially designed for, uh, excuse my use of the language, newbies. Should be able to put a plasma gauntlet onto your frame, including the specs that you've already got. Would be a one-time loan though but this is going to be a special plasma gauntlet two uses instead of one all we need from you is to utterly destroy another mech with it if you can promise us that you'll at least try we can send it right over oh and the combat footage you'll need to send it to us regardless of your morality or whatever you've got for going on with that. Bobbin, question. What do I know about Sister Administrator Penelope? Agrotisa. Is she military or is she more like McGannis? I'll tell you this. Give me a roll and based on how well you do you will get more or less information. You'll always get at least some because, like you've said before, this is something you have a personal interest in. And with that in mind, you will also get your background bonus for this role. One accuracy. Uh, this is definitely getting a hold of something. Fair enough. That's a 12. Alright, so not everything, but also not nothing. So, basic information. Penelope is in a cadet house of Arcturus IV. So she is uh, in line for the throne somewhere in the few dozens. Uh, with that in mind, Argotisa is not actually her last name. It is a title, sort of referring to the fact that she is in charge of the agricultural center of the planet. Something else you know about her is that she has never been a member of the armed forces. She, in fact, got her recognition as a member of the harmonic choir because of her impeccable dueling record she has slain a total of 27 individuals who have challenged her to one-on-one -on -one duels in mechs in addition you know that her personal mech is sky blue and wields a very long sword and I will say that just in general, you don't have necessarily certainty about it, but uh, there, there would definitely be some armed security on the island to just keep the workers in line. 
She is likely not the only person in a mech that you would have to fight. Alright. So knowing all of that, then I can answer my representative. Oh, there is certainly at least one target that I will be happy to dispose of quite loudly and flashily. That is just the kind of thing I love to hear. And uh, I will say that a digital contract pops up. I need to take somebody out with the gauntlet. Yes, your goal is to uh, do your best to destroy another mech using the gauntlet ability. And in exchange, you can fit it onto your mech despite already being full up on system points. And it has two uses instead of just one. I will sign the contract. Fair enough. Do I get anything? Is this like a, an advance? Or do I get something additional for the footage provided for my kills? This is your reward, essentially. God. She would be providing you with something else if you had said no. Got it, got it. And with that in mind, do you have anything else to say? Mm, nope. Just that, uh, when she hangs up, I scratch at my arms like they're itchy. <laughs> Fair enough. Alright, next up I think we should get the two SSC pilots out of the way. Will you want to meet with your representative together? I don't mind. Sure. Alright, you find yourself back in the meeting room, same one used by Dumo, incidentally, and the wall flashes to be the uh, office of the representative, still looking as uh, prim and proper as ever, and uh, after spending a quick second looking down at some uh, information on her desk, she looks up at the two of you and says, Ah, good. How are you enjoying your cosmetic alterations? Yeah, it's fine. Looks at Alan. Drawing on me. It is good to hear. In that case, I believe it would be appropriate to step up the uh, modifications provided to the cognitive set. Uh. Naturally, the human brain is an exceptionally complex instrument organ, and by necessity, we have to tailor our cognitive enhancements to not only each individual based on their personal history and genetic code, but also the uh, odd genetic flukes, adjustments caused by their genetic heritage, seeing as your planet has been out of contact with the Greater Union for some time. It has allowed your genetic codes to diverge in an idiosyncratic direction. Hence why I have been asking for codes and testing out gene therapies. So keep in mind that this cognitive therapy is not just for yourselves, but for all future customers of SSC once your planet has uh, regained its rightful place in the galactic community. But exchange for being our guinea pigs 
in this sense. Uh, you may experience some unusual side effects as you get used to the new alterations. Uh, the side effects worse than looking at the time knife. You've seen the time knife? Of course I've seen the time knife. Who hasn't seen the time knife? Uh, quite a few people. It's not something people tend to want to see twice. But working with SSC, it does tend to happen more often than usual. Regardless, uh, and this is back to Bob and talking, I'm not going to tell you exactly what's going to happen when you get a cognitive therapy, but I will tell you two things. First, you will get a sizable bonus that is permanent. And second, that you will get a significant penalty that is temporary. Hmm. Johnny is a man who doesn't expect to live to the end of this war, so absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, brain surgery buddies. I hold up my hand for a high five. I am not going to high five. <laughs> I keep holding. Oh, you don't do anything so... Invasive? Overt as surgery. Go to the medical wing where your injections will be waiting. Come on, let's go brain buddies. Do you have one? Yeah. I think. Don't seem to use it. I use it. Alright. Having accepted, I will now explain to you what you have gotten yourself. Into. First, you may raise any skill trigger by four. Okay. Is that existing or can that be a new one? It can be a new one. Any skill trigger. Ah. Wow, okay. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't hear me because I was muted, but I I did a whoo! And the downside. Choose your highest ranking skill trigger, not including what you just boosted. And for the next mission, you will have one difficulty when rolling it. If there's a tie, you may choose one. Hmm. I have four. Uh, I have three tied, so. Well, luckily, Hackle fixes plus two, so. Yeah, fuck Claire, I'm now the best hacker fixer. However, I'm going to take the penalty and get somewhere quickly. Yes, essentially what's happening is that you have either more information or more inherent skill added to your brain that enables you to do something a lot more easily than you used to be able to do it. But currently, adjusting to this sort of sudden wealth of knowledge is causing you possibly migraines, possibly uh, dizzy spells, something that prevents you from doing something you're normally good at, at quite the level you're used to performing it. Does your brain feel itchy? Mm, no, but my eyes kind of hurt. Hmm. Brain buddies! Please. So I've got Johnny's penalty is to get somewhere quickly. What is going to be Alan's problem skill for this mission? Uh, Alan's problem skill is going to be spot. And incidentally, I took uh, I took four and read a situation. Fair enough. Itchy eyes indeed. So 
so that's all that SSC had for you. Basically, they uh, the thing they asked you to do is also the source of your bonus for this mission. So, you know, nice and efficient. Which leaves Connor. Yes. Question. Are Arya and Connor allowed to sh share data and upload like better versions of what they were able to scan, or no? Again, you are not given any directions. Okay. Well, in that case, I will just leave it be. So, I'm just presuming that, for lack of any other uh, direction, you have both sent in your copies of the scan data. Yes. And with that in mind, I would say that Nawi contacts you, as usual, while you are working on your mech and uh, providing it with the upgrades that you have obtained from the new Horus license level you've gathered. Yes, uh, I guess I'm in the middle of installing the AI when Nawi calls and they go, Nawi, good to talk to you again, or maybe for the first time. Who knows? Who knows? And can I say, quite the trick you pulled there. Well, with sending two copies of the scan data from each of your mechs. But I suppose that's my fault. I never told you, we only really need the one. Well, when you have two people working for you, given the same mission, you tend to get a little bit of overlap. Well, that's certainly fair enough. And I think I can feel a bit generous. So I'll be providing you with something that can help the whole team, and not just one or the other. I see. What's, what is it that you're sending me? I understand from that NHP that's directing you that you're currently on your way to an agricultural island where access tends to be very restricted. Yes, it's going to be a bit tricky. Well, good news, because now you're an inspector for the government and can go pretty much wherever you want on the island. Interesting. Never been an inspector before, but I can't even say I've played one on TV. Well, either way, thank you very much. Well, I should clarify, technically only one of you is an inspector. Baron of a noble house that we made up. The rest of you are the inspector's entourage, bodyguards, etc. You figure that out. You've all got papers, uh, that say the right things. But your relationship you'll have to hash out with the rest of your team. Can do. And incidentally, in game terms, you have been provided with a disguise. Alright. I've put in, in my notes. We'll figure out who gets to be the noble, not Johnny. Huh? Absolutely, Johnny. <laughs> oh! Probably help to have someone with a treble accent be the one posing as a noble. Yes. Which means either... Interesting, because the person with the noble background is also a little bit on a lot of people's shit list. Yeah, like, I was I was going to think th that Jean-Luc was a shoo-in for the role, but then you just went on TV and you're like, I'm a big-time terrorist, my family has nothing to do with it, please don't shoot them. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll, uh, maybe we'll see if I can do some coaching with you on the flight over. <laughs> I will say that, uh, I believe there are items you can grab that can disguise your appearance. True. Could disguise your appearance and you could just be someone else for a little bit. Other dude. And yeah, talking about pilot gear, there is that proto-scholar or proscope-collar. Yeah, I have one of those. But that's mostly for electronics and not for person-to-person. -person. Right, we could... You could just straight straight up like go practical, face makeup, different clothes, hair dye. Oh no, here it is. InfoSkin. Oh. Well there's that. A reactive synthetic polymer with advanced qualities, InfoSkin bonds quickly to real skin and hair. Once applied, it responds to an electronic signals delivered by linked software, rapidly changing its color and texture, even contorting and distorting its form, allowing wearers to make minor changes to their appearance. With InfoSkin, it's a simple matter to alter facial features, hair, color, or makeup patterns. Well, never mind. Does Arya have that? I think I know what my downtime thing's gonna be. It's gonna be procuring one of those. Arya has the Prosco collar. I uh, yeah, we both have Prosco collars. We don't have a uh, we don't have InfoSkin. The advantage of the Prosco collar is that it can make more dramatic changes. But those changes don't hold up to close to scrutiny, as it says. God, God. And I believe info skin should be enough to at least uh, disguise your appearance to anyone who isn't looking out for that sort of thing. I think I know what I'm going to do for my downtime, since we now have a means of disguising Jean-Luc it probably be best to actually like do it as best as we can. So if we're moving on to downtime stuff, I know exactly what I want to do. So if nobody objects, I will go first. Knock yourself out. I would like to scrounge and barter. So basically going someplace trying to find one of those uh one of those synth skins or whatever they're called. Oh, Dima can just produce one for you. They're in the pilot equipment, so... Okay, well then. In that case, I'll do what I was originally going to plan to do and uh, choose Get Connected. When you get connected, you make connections, call in favors, ask for help, or drum up support for a course of action. You can use your contact resources or aid as reserves for the next mission. Indeed. So basically, I want to try and see if there's anybody who's willing to like give us more information or go in ahead of us and scout things out or or what have you to do that and uh all right so which island are you going to you do now have access to both soprano and alto i think soprano would probably be better mostly because they i don't know i just feel in my gut that soprano is going to be more helpful in this situation. Hard to explain. I figure you get what you're talking about. You head back to Los Rios, try and locate someone either who is uh, soon to be heading to Baritone or has soon come back from there and is willing to talk and assist. I'm just going to lay on the schmooze. I'm going to try and charm them a bit. 
mostly because Charm is at a plus six, and I don't think Lead or Inspire would. My other six would help out very much. Charm is fine. This is 17. They'll help me, but I've got to do a favor or make good on a promise afterwards. And if you don't follow through, treat this result as a nine or less the next time you get it for the same organization. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So doing some scouting will get you some seriously good information, but it will also put your contact at some serious risk of being discovered. So this person will go in, but in exchange, you will have a bonus objective during the mission that will require you to infiltrate Penelope's household and smuggle this person back out so that they can safely escape. Okie dokie. Sounds doable. And in exchange, I will be forced to give you actual concrete numbers as to what you will be facing and uh, what kind of health pools and uh, abilities they have. All right, so the scouting, a uh, location I wrote Soprano Local, but that's just the person, person I... I'll come up with a name once the uh, exfiltration comes up. Yeah. Because just to make sure you do this, they're not going to tell you anything until you get them out. Right. Anyway, that's how Connor spends his free downtime activity. Yes. How's about the rest of you? I'm going to do something stupid. I love hearing it. As opposed to. <laughs> I was about to say, when do you not? Right. Here's the thing. We want a win. We want to be the best damn robots we can be. Bob and I would like to seek power to cost. Sure. And what I want is a spare battery for everyone. Ooh. All right. Okay. So I can definitely get it, but you've got to pick from the list. <laughs> One or two things from the list. A spare battery for everyone would definitely rate two. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that, but I want to do it because sure. So since we've not done this downtime activity before... Would you like me to read the thing? Please. When you seek power at a cost, you're trying to get your hands on something. Name what you want, you can definitely get it. But depending on the outlandishness of the request, the GM chooses one or two of the following. It's going to take a lot more time than you thought. It's going to be really damn risky. You're going to have to give something up or leave something behind. You're going to piss off someone or something important and powerful. Things are going to go wildly off plan. You'll need more information to proceed safely. It's going to fall apart damn soon. You'll need more resources, but you know where to find them. You can get something almost right, a lesser version or less of it. Okay, now do Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> <laughs> do you not like my narrating voice? It was fine. It was fine. I liked it. You're a little bit villainous. It has a certain style to it. I've only got a couple of vo voices I can consistently do in the old back there. 
<laughs> I can't do Johnny's voice consistently. All right. Here are the two things. Okay. You can get something almost right, a lesser version or less of it. You can get your hands on two core batteries. Mm. So three of us will be without. One of you, because I'm definitely taking one. And the other thing is, it's going to be really damn risky. Sounds like core batteries are really, really good. You knew. Okay, yeah, sure. Risky. And that means that I'm going to call for a roll from you. Mm -hmm. What kind of roll? A risky roll. A dicey roll. I, I guess you've got to explain to me, or I guess how am I procuring these will determine what kind of roll I'm making. Well, flashing back to the big mission at the McGannis compound, you remember that you saw two magnificent core batteries in the hangar that you visited. And you recognize it because it had the same sort of appearance as the one that you had available during that mission. Of course, the McGannis compound has blown up since then, but perhaps not everything in it has exploded to the same extent. Perhaps there is still salvage in there that you can recover. The issue, what makes it risky, is that the compound, while abandoned, is full of unexploded ordnance. That, to me, sounds very much like an assault roll. I would also take hack and fix. I'll... <laughs> Let me boost that to plus six, so sure, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're fishing around through a pile of debris, some of which needs to be disarmed before you can proceed. Hey, Bobbin, if I roll up 20 plus, can I have three batteries? That's the other thing about this being risky. You will get two by rolling over 10, but you also you will also take stress damage unless you roll over 20. So that's a no then. Okay, that's a 22. For some reason, as you close your eyes and the after image of that otherworldly dimension that you saw back when these ruins weren't ruined, somehow those dots that you can still see almost point out all of the uh, the most dangerous spots in the debris around you. And using them as your guide, you weave your way through this literal minefield and discover that while the batteries that you had seen on the surface are very much damaged beyond use, underneath them was a compartment built right into the ground, into this solid concrete foundation, and two fully intact core batteries are there. Sweet. Robin, do I need to add to my notes tab that I've been tainted by the time that I've something? I mean, add it to your notes or not, it's happened. I'm tainted by the time knife. Happens when you work with SSC for too long. Don't shave with the time knife. Keep telling me not to shave with the time knife, and I, I do it anyway. Why did they give me this? Time knife isn't even a piece of equipment. Bobbin's making this up. How dare he? Cat has indicated that they are fine with not getting the spare core battery. I mean, 
it makes the most sense to just keep it as inventory and if someone needs it they can have it rather than deciding now I will say they need to be on the mech in question when combat begins. So yeah, you don't have to decide that now, but you do have to decide it before deploying. Got it, got it. Just removing myself from the running. I want to be up close and personal this time, and my active core system just gives me a ton of extra range. I think fitting a battery is a repair action from memory. I'll look it up. Oh yes, and speaking of repairs... I permitted it because it is written in the rules, but moving forward, just for the sake of uh, for the sake of making sure that you are running on limited resources, I am going to disable the ability to have a full repair, except in certain specific circumstances during a mission. Noted. The missions that we run tend to be uh, a bit longer in scale than I think the. Uh, the books imagine. Yeah. And so I just want to account for that by making full repairs a bit harder to accomplish. Yeah. And there's no specific thing about core battery installation. So, yeah, you're probably right in that it has to be equipped to the robot before setting off. Yeah. I mean, like I said, before the deployment on the field of any given battle, you should make that decision, but before then, uh, you, you can just keep it in the flying wing. Okay. Okay, so it's more of how I thought. Got it. Okay, anyway, that's me. That's me done. Um, I'll use my prototype action to build something, but I can do that at the start of the next session. I will say that I'll let you uh, get a head start on that whole uh, organization promulgation, the eight slice clock. We discussed earlier yeah yeah just uh make a skill roll and this is for the organization so i think you can use one of their stats to boost this yeah um i guess if i'm having them go international they're gonna need fake ids so i need to be and for some reason now my brain's really good at hacking must be the brain no they uh they modified your vocal cords now you can say i'm in really good i'm in all right. Well, with your new the clockmaker power, that means that uh, you will get plus one segments over what you would normally get for your roll, and you get an accuracy die to this. Okay. So this is a plus six, and then and then the organization bonus, and then an accuracy die. So this is probably influence as opposed to efficiency in this particular case. Makes sense. Yeah, influence used to acquire assets, create opportunities, or sway public opinions. So that's plus two, plus six, and then with an accuracy die. So plus two to whatever I roll here. That's a 12. You did not roll an accuracy die. Yeah, you did not. The d6. Oh, um. I don't think it'll matter, but just for the record. Okay, that is now 16. 16 all told. All right, 10 to 20 would normally be two clock segments. Because you are the clock baker, you get three. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nearly halfway there. Yep. Two more tens and you'll be set. All right, next up, cat or ape? 
Abe, do you want it or shall I take it? Which of my animal friends wants to go next? Huh. Uh, you go. I'm still trying to. I'm still not super sure what I want to do here. All right. I'm going to do something for character purposes. When do you not? <laughs> uh, I'm going to track down a bottle of something thick and golden colored and I'm going to find one of uh, my unit mates, crewmates, bang my hand on the door jam. Connor Elias, I have a bone to pick with you. Raise the bottle up. Oh, what? Oh, excuse me. I'll just be going. Juanito hurries out of the room. (laughs) Put your pants on and follow me. Connor puts his pants on and moves. <laughs> Gonna lead him to somewhere secluded. Find a, an empty corner of the Metal Star. There are plenty of them. Yeah, it would be nice if I could find a place that is outside of Demu's eyes, but I know of no such places, and I just assume by default that they don't exist. Honor is getting worried and starting to feel like his fight-or-flight instinct should be kicking in, and it's more flight than fight. (laughs) I will say that you have noted that in the underground garden, kept alive using special UV lights, that uh, you have never heard Demu's voice in this area. Do I know about this place? Well, you sound like you are interested in finding such a place, and so that's... that is something that you found. Okay. This apparently overgrown garden area, where Demu does not seem to be able to reach you. What that says about surveillance capabilities, beyond your knowledge. But as far as seclusion goes, this is as close as you've gotten. Just going to assume she can hear me anyways, and hold that fact. Anyways, if my drinking buddy starts to look tetchy, I'm just gonna keep shouldering him to keep moving. Okay, let's... alright. Lead you up the stairs of this weird little stone structure and sit down, put the bottle of alcohol on the ground next to me, and I've also got two little cups that I just plink plink. Sit down. He looks around nervously and then very quickly sits down. No pomp or circumstance, just like it's the least graceful sit-down you've seen from this man. Crack open the bottle, pour us out some liquor, hand one to Connor, knock mine back. Knock mine back? Not keep taking my eyes off you, because I don't (laughs) know what's going on. Pouring another, knocking it back. It's double malted and very smooth. Okay. So are Pour we. Pour you another. Are we just. I thought you had a bone to pick with me? I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, okay. I'll admit I'm a bit lost for words, which is probably the first time in my life I've ever said that. I motion at your cup, which is full, and I frown. I do that thing where I very slowly put it up to my lips, realize that you're not breaking eye contact, so I actually do drink it. (laughs) 
I'm either not poisoning you, or I've somehow pulled a Princess Bride and immunized myself against whatever poison is <laughs> in the powder. bottle already. <laughs> I have to be able to immunize in Iocane powder. Inconceivable. Connor has never seen that movie. No, but I have seen it many times. It's probably my second favorite movie. <sighs> Clink my cup down on the ground. I have a problem with you. I have many problems with you, but today I have one in particular. I understand Alan. I understand Johnny, and I understand Arya. They all have... They all have a reason to be here. And I just kind of like point in no particular direction out at nothing that you can see but when we were on alto and then i swing my hand around and point at connor you said with your whole chest that you had no love for the hegemony how can you justify that i refill my cup while you're trying to find your words <laughs> they hmm there's no way of saying this without making me look like a bit of a moron, which, thinking back on it now, is sort of normal, I guess? I've done some thinking recently, but uh, I blame them for taking my show away. I was in the middle of raising my cup to my mouth. I just frowned deeply and splashed it in your face. I told you there was no way of making me make saying it without making me look like an idiot. You are part of a revolution that will at minimum personally kill dozens and will upend the lives of hundreds or thousands more. And you're in it because somebody canceled your television show. That was the original reason, mind you. I said I've been doing some thinking lately. In between Alto and Soprano, I'm starting to think the Hegemony might be a little bad. A little bad. Refill your cup, refill mine, knock it back. Knock it back. In that point, Connor says, I am, of course, underselling it for humor's sake. We've been to two places that aren't home. And so far, we've seen two places that have done nothing but break their backs in the service of the greater good, only to be screwed over. And we're about to go to a third place, breaking their back for the greater good, only to be screwed over. It's uh, eye-opening. Well, if nothing else, I will agree. There's some drastically, unacceptably mismanaged resources. I don't think they're mismanaged as so much as managed in the exact way they are meant to be managed. Which is to say, keeping them down so that they don't rise up. <sighs> now, don't get me wrong. I'm not about to turn into Johnny. I'm not about to start claiming I'll be killing innocents left and right to 
right the horrible wrongs of this entire operation. But at this point, I do think the operation needs to change. Because three for three is a pattern, not a coincidence. I'll agree again, at least as far as Moreno's judgment has been severely compromised somewhere along the way. Sunder and McGannis, what was he thinking? The very least, he needs to be removed. I don't know if this, this is his project or if it goes all the way up to the hymn leader, but I am going to find out. Connor will raise his glass to finding out. Refill it, refill mine, knock it back. But I need to know. What do you think comes after? Or have you thought about that at all yet? I haven't thought about that one lick yet. Baby steps. I have. What comes after that? Tell me. Well, I'm still working on that. But I know I'm not presently excited about the prospect of new management. I know Demu is talking prolifically about people of this planet running it democratically, but the companies we've had to contract with to make this happen. I don't know about who you are dealing with, but the Harrison I don't know Armory. who I'm dealing with either. <laughs> <laughs> Fill our glasses, knock it back. Knock the Harrison Armory is a bunch of bloodthirsty maniacs. Worse than the mud kickers in every way as far as I can tell. And I've only interacted with a single one of them. I don't know how many I've interacted with. It could be one, it could have been different every time I've talked to them. They just call themselves Nawi, which means name withheld. They use voice modulators. I have no idea. I do not relish the idea of letting them loose on Delphi. And I will confess that I am I'm not excited about a campaign of bloodletting to get the disease out, only to leave a dehydrated body open to have d disgusting liquids injected into it while it's recovering. That's a hell of a picture you just painted. I'm... This is a little stronger than I thought. It's good. It is. It is very good. Fill his cup, fill mine, knock it back. Knock it back. So, at the end of this, I, at least, plan to have this place ready to fight off the parasites that will be coming. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure who I'm going to be able to convince. But I am going to do my damnedest, because if I am going to burn down the system that my family has served for 10 generations, I am not going to let it be replaced by something worse. I would drink to that, but I'm pretty sure if I drink one more of these, I'd black out. You are far too small to be working this kind of job. I'm going to start kicking your ass even harder than I have been. I think that's fair, but also, Look at me. I'm not built for physical labor. What I am good at, though, is bullshitting a lot of people. 
There's no such thing as not built for physical labor. There is just haven't put in the work yet. Can't even argue with that. Don't have the brain power to come up with a reasonable re response. Can't even hold your liquor. I screw the cap back onto the bottle. Punk it down, not getting you blackout. I'm, you have to walk back home on your own two feet. There, that'll be your first bit of exercise. Bit of coordination, bit of sweat. See, here's the thing about my previous life. Connor stands up, stretches. I'm used to walking this drunk and takes. Hold on a second. Make him roll, make him roll. That's, that's on him. <laughs> that's I a one. Like, <laughs> I was specifically rolling to see how many steps I <laughs> You get one. You no, get no, one. That's, that's exactly that's it. That's not I, one each. That is one for the entire No, no I was going. Thing. I was getting there. I was rolling to see how many steps I did. Connor took before he stumbled. But on a natural one, Connor takes one step and <laughs> straight on his face. I will say it's uh, a little more complicated than that. You see, the issue is not necessarily that you have lost your drunkenness coordination. The issue is that you forgot that you were sitting at the top of a staircase. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this fucking drug addict tumble ass over tea kettle down 20 stone steps. Uh, and at the end of it, Connor just simply says, Normally... It's a flat plane when I do that. Mm. Oh. I'm just walking by. Connor. Alan. You did? I think so. Alright. Leaves. <laughs> Get up. I got a little bit of a sway, but I am considerably larger than this man. So I can grab him by his collar, pull him to his feet. Alright. Take two. And now that he's not having to contend with uh, being on inclined steps, walks relatively normally. There's a bit of a drunken sway, but you can definitely tell he's a bit more high-functioning than most people when as drunk as he claims to be. I mean, you knock back around like six to eight shots each. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> I am big man. Big, big man, all muscle, six foot four, peak physical condition. Meanwhile, in his previous life, Connor just always operated at a level of, like, somewhat buzzed at any given moment of the day. Anyway, in case it wasn't clear, my downtime action is getting a damn drink. All right. There is a roll involved, so let's see how you do. Will you allow me stay cool for this one? keeping my composure. Yeah, avoiding the worst of drunkenness makes sense. Pretty please, good numbers. That's a 22. That's a 22. Again, two from the 10 to 19 list is reserves and don't lose anything. And the list for the record is a good reputation, a friend or connection, a useful item or piece of information and a convenient opportunity. I feel like I made a friend, sort of, with my drinking buddy. Yeah, 
We are booze brothers now. Yes. Next time I will introduce you to a wish sandwich. Booze Brothers 2000. Much worse booze. What else do I want? What could I possibly do between a good reputation, a useful item or piece of information, or a convenient opportunity? Well, the action presumes that you go on more of a a bender or a uh, a bar hop and not just a single heart-to-heart with an individual, so we can just expand the concept of your downtime action to after speaking with Connor in person, you head to one of the other locations and just continue to drown your sorrows. In so doing, having kept alert by staying cool, you identify something that could possibly be useful in going forward. Alright, sounds like an item or piece of information. Alright. So I believe I will give you both you did earn two things, so both knowledge and diversion. You gain an understanding of local history, customs, culture, or etiquette, so that you will be able to more adroitly pretend to be the inspectors that you are uh, posing as. And diversion, you have paid off some uh, future employees heading to baritone who will come together in order to cause a uh, let's say cafeteria riot on an agreed to signal <laughs> all right all right when i get home from this drink i am going to one final time send a secret missive to my family feeling a little bit sentimental a little bit a little bit drunk a little bit weepy it's pretty simple it's I'm sorry I love you be safe tell Estrus he can have any of my figures he wants you get no response so I don't expect one that's it mm-hmm all right Ape. Okay, so I guess what I decided on is uh, I want to gather information. Specifically, I want to find out just how bad a shape the machinery is in that is maintaining this kind of wind dam. Wind wall, yes. Wind wall. I cannot, I almost certainly cannot get into the actual machinery itself, but there are other ways to find that out. There's going to be, like, records. There's going to be people who would know. All right. So basically you want to scour the online network for anything that Demu might have missed or perhaps collate it differently to get further information or something along those lines. There's people who do have to, like, live and work around these machines, right? Yeah. So presumably, you know... Yeah, and they, they've scattered back to their homes. No one person can stay on the island, aside from the administration staff, for a longer period than four years. And so, yeah, you can... If you want, you can head back to Alto, track down individuals whose jobs were inspection. Like, the job still exists. They're just depressingly understaffed. 
But Demu can give you names and addresses so you can track them down. That's what I want to do then. They can definitely be sources of information that Demu does not have access to. Now that we've settled that, what kind of role would you like to make? Let's see. Could I argue read a situation? Sure. You're sort of uh, picking up on nonverbal cues so that uh, once they give you the official line, you can uh, push them until they reveal the actual state of things. Okay. I will push the button that makes the number happen. We'll push the correct button. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> I pushed a 10. Alright. Not the worst. You find what you're looking for, but choose one. You leave clear evidence of your rummaging, or you have to dispatch someone or implicate someone innocent to avoid attention. Hmm. It would seem that at least one of the people that you uh, interview is also a rat. Yeah, let's go with that one. Uh, let's go with dispatch someone. Okay, so that's your decision, is that uh, you realize that they're a rat, and so you've you got to take them out? Yeah. Or are you going to uh, frame someone else so that when the authorities get back, they uh, they grab someone off the street instead? Nobody likes a rat. I like Splinter. He's a rat. Okay. Now, snitches get stitches. Okay, there we go. Snitches get splinters. <laughs> really big ones made of metal between the ribs so yeah Alan just cold murders a dude alright I will note that down and give you a suitable penalty in the future but you do get the information and it is at the very least as bad as you have been informed of several of the hard points which are supposed to be extremely stable and remain in one place so that the wall can flex around them rather than flexing themselves to the wind, have become jittery, is the word most often used to describe it. They are supposed to be fixed in place, a single point on the map that is as fixed as the ground below it, but they are waving, they are buzzing, they are weaving, they are jittering. And from what you have gathered about the other blueprint data you've received thus far, that is the sort of thing that indicates that they are about to either explode, fall apart, or decouple with the wall. And the fact that so many of them are doing this at once indicates that some efforts have been made to keep them from simply falling apart, but not sufficient to uh, bring them back up to a stable standard. As a matter of fact, during the last hurricane that would have blown across Baritone, fully half of the... Uh, cloud managed to make it inside, creating a small unseasonable monsoon and ruining a significant portion of the crops below. This was rather than publicized or responded to, it was hushed up. And the farming teams 
that were in charge of that part of the cropland were punished for delivering a smaller yield, even though it was not at all their fault. I will report this to the team. So, went on a walk, got some information. We might have less time than previously thought. Apparently, some of the hard points aren't. And by that I mean they are wobbling, uh, which they very much should not be. Well, good news is we'll be able to go up there and inspect one up close and personal. My contacts have given me uh, the ability to for us to pose as inspe inspectors, or more accurately put, one of us to pose as an inspector, and the other of us to pose as the inspector's assistants. Still fairly drunk, aren't you? Extremely. Hmm. Right. Apparently the last hurricane also partly made it through, destroyed some crops, was not reported for fairly obvious reasons, so I'll do haste. I respond with noted. And just for a mechanical benefit, I believe I will give Alan the accuracy tactical advantage. Ooh. Your utter focus on mechanical parts has given you a temporary boost to one of your mech skills or actions for the duration of this mission. Hmm. And so I believe that means like one particular weapon attack or one of your four mech skills or one of the other systems on your mech that requires some sort of role on your part. I'm gonna just give myself another point of engineering for... It's not a point, it's an accuracy die. Oh, I thought you said a mech skill. Uh, it is an accuracy die to a mech skill or a mech action. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, a hull check, an agility check, a systems check, an engineering check, or one of your weapon attacks. Yeah, one accuracy on top of everything else you've got for the duration of the mission. Okay. Just the one thing. Then I'll just be boring and give my railgun an extra accuracy then. It's not boring at all. You're going to fuck up a dude. Fuck up many dudes, well, I perhaps. I did fuck up a dude. I, I, stabbed, a I stabbed a rat. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to get stabbed. He shouldn't be a snitch. Yeah, like, seriously, that's all it takes. Don't be a tattletale. Just fucking shut your mouth. Did you see something? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. All right. So with all that done, as I mentioned before, there is a, one additional scene with Alice that I wanted to run. I will say this, that she is in a common mess room, currently staring at but not consuming a plate of food, occasionally using her fork to uh, move something around but not bring it to her mouth. Any or all of you can appear in this scene and reach out to speak with her. I specifically took extra medicine dice because I wanted... I, I figured it'd be useful here, so I definitely want to be present. I'm not allowed near the prisoners of war. She's not a prisoner, she's an ally. We're going to have her head up our mission here. Yeah, you, 
You still only got the one prisoner of war who's sequestered away, and Alice is allowed the run of the place, same as you guys. Do need to check on him at some point. Prisoner is unguarded, you say? <laughs> no, that's not. You what had a downtime action and you squandered it. <laughs> I didn't squander it. You'll thank me for that battery, or I'll use two, one or the other. All right, I'll be there because I've not done much in a while, so I'll be there. I will say she does appear to be lost in her own thoughts, so if contact will need to be made by one of you guys. I'll just get my own plate of food and sit across from the table. Sit across from the table. Sit across the table from her. If she remains completely insensate to my presence, I'll just like kick her in the shin lightly. Oh, what was that for? Just needed to know if you were awake. Did you want to f meet a fucking nerd? Sorry, that's came a bit out of nowhere. Well, what nerd? We are considering you for a leadership position on Baritone. In conjunction with another. Oh, guess that's all right. If, if my skills prove useful, and but the uh, green lady, lady said uh, something to that effect. Uh, flying skills would prove useful, so I did throw my name in that hat. Can't say it's been on my mind lately, though. How are you doing? Wine's all fresh as roses, so that's good. But the uh, NHP, it's uh, been having the. I've gotten into this video series, which you apparently compiled. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I have had it good back home, where I came from. I didn't know what happened out in the aisles. I hadn't seen any of it. I mean, I know bad things happen in times of war. Civilians unfortunate enough to get close to a battlefield. I knew that. I didn't know it was what happens once the soldiers leave. Now, apparently things can get even worse. And people are growing the grandest supplies of food and starving to death while doing it and people are selling off their family members to sweatshops and brothels because a little extra money is better than an extra mouth to feed and people are living in ramshackle huts in the middle of nowhere because at least then they aren't being bullied Bob and real quick do I get this sense that she's like gonna end this paragraph at some point or is she spiraling well if you hadn't interrupted <laughs> sorry she was about to say <laughs> Johnny hey hey I'm sorry I'm sorry for everything Johnny furiously trying to remember why uh, what what she's <laughs> done to him and why she's apologizing who are you <laughs> pretty much mate I'm, I'm not apologizing for myself Apologizing for the system. Oh, why? Did you build it? No, but I apparently got a better end of the stick than you did. Uh, I mean... And then uh, I tried to get a better piece of the stick by enforcing that system you were saying about. Well, the way I see it, 
you were weak enough to get shot down by us, so therefore you're not that good at enforcing the system, so... Fuck it, you lost, I won. Great, move on. Fucking... Johnny! Press my hand in my forehead and roll it down my face. Johnny's way of accepting the apology. What? Everyone stares at Johnny. I don't. That's not... I'm not saying anything complicated here. Alice stands up, goes around to Johnny, and puts her out, arms out for a hug. Be careful, it's fine. Johnny... holds his hand out for a handshake. Because... She takes it as enough of an opening to grab you. Right, hang on, uh, Bobbin, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, how is she? Johnny Fox. Mm. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, five. Johnny holds his hand out for a handshake. <laughs> Jesus. Considers this enough of an opening to grab you. And into a pile driver. I, I very sort of awkwardly put, like, one arm around her and, like, just my face looks like I'm trying to escape. Yeah, that's fair. I just got my head propped up on one elbow. Just smiling at this. Yeah, she holds the uh, the hug long enough for everyone to be a little uncomfortable. I'm just mouthing help. <laughs> Before she finally releases you and just a uh, big sigh and says, Whew. Right, I needed that. Connor took pictures with his phone. Everyone here is a child. Sorry about that, Johnny. Alice, I think he needs a hug. You know, he's calling, he's calling us kids for, for hugging it out, you know. That was not in character. It was, and I sent her to hug you. <laughs> That's alright. Got it out of my system. So, need me for a mission, eh? The long and the short of it. We'll go get prepped. See you on the hangar. Are you well again? We we haven't covered that. Already gone. Well, God. hope they get along. Demu, has she gotten medical attention? Yes, that was the first thing that we provided for her when she arrived. Okay. The recovery period is very short. So cybernetic enhancements. Man, that was awkward. Did anyone else feel awkward? No, not at all. Nope. I felt somewhat awkward. It was <laughs> kind of my fault. Did you put her up to hugging me? Because that was weird. Not the hug, no. But I did give her uh, a significant quantity of footage of uh, bad behavior. What, like Girls Gone Wild? or <laughs> No. I can send you the footage if you're curious, but I will not play it on a public wall like this one. I, I look around at all the nobody else in the room but us. Alan leaves. I feel like we shouldn't give him more of an excuse to be his worst self. Alan somehow leaves even more. <laughs> <laughs> going to eat my food. Right. As for Jim Sorkin's entrance, I believe we can save that. In the meantime, this is a downtime episode, and so your Bond stuff does not yet apply. 
Technically, this has all been between a mission. Nevertheless... You clean up the stress track too, right? Because I did take two of those earlier. Yes, as previously mentioned, your stress drops by five. Okay. Done and done. All of you who have not yet done so should probably do so now. Yep. And then we will pick back up the edge of Baritone, Alice and Jim Sorkin in tow, possibly scouting for new leadership talent, but at least you've got your bases covered so far. Until then, everyone, have a good night.